Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast, back at it again. Monday afternoon, just hit record. I got some takes. I got some thoughts. A lot going on. Spent the weekend at Pebble Beach, which I, I, it hit me this weekend. You know, it's, it's, I, got, I got after it on Saturday. You know, it's, once you get in your mid-30s, I, maybe we're all different. I feel like my metabolism, the ability for it to break down alcohol, I mean, I can be hungover for two days, but I highly recommend this. This is obviously a football podcast where we talk the majority NFL, but we talk college. This Pebble Beach Pro-Am tournament, I, this is the second time I've been there. I highly recommend going if you can. I mean, I, I'm standing right when I walked into Pebble on Saturday. I just watched Matt Ryan for a couple holes. I'm standing right next to him. Now, I was with a girl and her family, so, and we hadn't really, we'd only had like a drink on the drive there. So if I would have been maybe solo, you know me, I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk. I had some things I just wanted to run off Matt Ryan. I'm standing right next to him. I felt kind of bad. I didn't want to bother him or whatever, but you can easily talk. And if you like football, I watched Rogers hit a shot five feet away. Peyton, Eli were there. Steve Young was right next to me. Walked by with Phil, uh, Phil Mickelson. It's, it's a star studded NFL crew. It really is. You get to watch him hit shots. You get to walk right by him. And you really can talk to them, and they'll talk back because they're not that serious. They're not really playing for anything. So if you ever get the opportunity, and I know a lot of people listening, we live all over the place, it's worth it. If you're out on the West Coast, it's a, it's a really, really cool event. Very loose, very fun, bars everywhere. Now, I mean, you're paying $16 Grey Goose and sodas or margaritas or whatever, but, you know, screw it. It's one day. you got to live a little. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a blast. I you know, still I shook off the cobwebs about... 36 hours later, but I'm ready to go right now. And we'll dive into Philip Rivers. That was kind of the big news on Monday. I got some sound from Rap Sheet. I want to play off the top. Some Tom Brady, Dak stuff. 
XFL, a lot of people have been hitting me up like, Middle Cop, what are your thoughts on the XFL? What are your thoughts on the XFL? I talked a lot about it on the other podcast, but there are a couple things that jumped out to me that I've been thinking just the last couple hours that I'll touch on. And then the purge, the NFL purge, also known as cap cuts. And it's the biggest difference between football and the health of the sport, of the rosters on all the sports uh, in terms of the teams, relative to baseball and football that are stuck with guaranteed contracts. And for as much as it sucks to get cut in the NFL, so many guys bounce back, you get other contracts. It's the great turnover in football. Why the cap, like whatever you, we only have $10 million available. That's usually BS because you can create $30 million with the blink of an eye, cut two players. It's a great part about football. And then, of course, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff, is my Instagram. Uh, I love my Twitter account, but my Twitter DMs aren't open to the public. Instagram DMs wide open. I, this is where we interact. These are the equivalent of podcast callers, and you just fire my DMs and I answer your questions here. I've got a bunch today, and I'll answer at the end of the podcast. But let's start with uh, some sound really quick from Rap Sheet. Well, there is a pretty good reason that owner Robert Kraft and, and Tom Brady have worked closely on several deals in the past. There's a reason why uh, the option was to allow Brady to test, test free agency, to not get franchised, to not get transitioned, just to have a clear path toward free agency. And from what I understand, Kraft's thinking on this was basically if the sides came together, if Brady decided that the Patriots were his best option after testing free agency, and if Bill Belichick, who, of course, is making the decisions for New England, if he decides that Brady is his best option at this price, then in the end, after all of this, after going through everything, that it will mean that it's basically meant to be and that it's the best thing for all sides. They, Kraft wanted them to get apart, to see what's out there, and try to come together in the middle. And the hope is, if that works out for 2020, that everyone will be happy they went through the process. That, to me, that, that was... Ian Rappaport, the NFL Network's number one reporter. That's one of the craziest bits of sound I've heard. I, I, I had not, when Tom Brady restructured his contract, I think was at the beginning of last year, and it was like, he's going to be a free agent when the season ends. You know, I think we all thought it was kind of weird. They couldn't franchise him, but I didn't know that information. That Robert Kraft led that idea of, listen, basically is this. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick have been married for 20 years. And their relationship the last 10 has gotten pretty crazy, right? They've gone through some stuff from uh, Spygate to Deflategate to just Angrygate where they just weren't quite on the same page. And Robert Kraft's going this, Tom, I love you, but we're going to give you the option to date around a little bit. Well, I I know this, when you've been in a 20-year relationship, now I've never been in a 20-year relationship beside with my brother and my parents. But I've known a lot of married people. And, I, you know, people try to do the open relationships or people try to do different stuff. A lot of times when you're thinking that, there's no coming back. And I, I think we'd all agree, and I've talked about this before, is they are best for each other. Tom's best chance to win is with Bill. Bill's best chance to win, given his options right now, is probably with Tom. I, I, I feel very, very confident Tom's best chance to win with, with Bill. Bill... See, I think even giving Bill that option, I would not let Bill date around because he's shown before that he's unemotional about stuff. He will move to the next option so fast you can blink. And Tom knows that, right? Tom's seen Welker, Logan Mankins, Vince Wilford, Richard Seymour. You can go through all the players. I mean, some of the best players, besides, obviously not Gronk, but even Gronk, he was going to trade him 
was it two years ago to the Detroit Lions? And Gronk said, I'll retire. Then he came back for the one extra year. I think that's pretty nuts. That's a bit of information I I did not know. And this gets to a topic that I kind of wanted to talk about with Dak Prescott. Like, there's enough smoke with Dak Prescott. It's starting to get weird. This was the two-year anniversary. I think it was Sunday, or maybe it was maybe it was February eighth, two thousand eighteen. The 49ers signed Jimmy Garoppolo. If you really like a guy, you sign them in January or early February. Like, what's going on with Dak Prescott? And in defense of Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, I would not be comfortable giving Dak Prescott a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, I could not even fathom giving him thirty-five million dollars. I would like to, and I like Dak Prescott. I think he's a playoff, he's he's a quarterback worthy of leading a good team to the playoffs. I think his physical characteristics, he's a big time athlete, which helps in 2020 because you got to be able to scramble. He's accurate. His deep ball accuracy could use some improvement, though, with Amari and Gallup, it's improved. Uh, I think his arm strength's just okay, but he plays in the dome, so it doesn't matter as much. And I think he typically plays his best football in the second halves. He can have a crappy start and then flip a switch and be really good. So I'm a fan of Dak Prescott. But to me, he's like a $25 million quarterback. Now, I'm not naive or dumb enough to know that's not the way the world works. But I, I go this. Jerry goes, okay, I'll let him hit free agency. Who's get, who, who am I competing with Dak for this money? Am I just giving him this money? Like when, when the Eagles and Howie extended Carson Wentz, they invested the franchise in Carson Wentz the moment they drafted him. They're in, all their chips were in the middle of the table with Carson Wentz. Same with Jared Goff. Again, I didn't love definitely the Jared Goff contract. I understand paying Carson Wentz that much because at least you can stomach his elite talent. Dak Prescott's closer to Jared Goff. Now he's a more mobile Jared Goff type, which I like more in this modern day football. But like, I, I'm not good with paying Jared Goff $110 million. And if you're Dak Prescott, you're going to want somewhere in that vicinity. I, I'm not okay with it. So I'll let him hit free agency. Who's offering him big money? The Raiders? The Chargers? The Bucks? They're really going to pay him that much money? I, I don't see it. So if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm going, who am I bidding against? But here's the other thing. And there's enough smoke with this Tom Brady thing that you go, let's look at Jerry Jones. One of the most famous American businessmen, in the, the most famous American businessman in the history of sport. And just the way the power of the NFL and just Jerry's marketing ability. I mean, he's a really, really famous American deal, deal maker. He's a born deal maker. Well, Jerry's getting up there in age. And maybe Dak Prescott will be ready in two, three years. But what if they go and Mike McCarthy looks at him and go, I don't think he's ready right now to win the Super Bowl. Though, I don't know why he'd think that. Because I do think you'd go, if our team's better, we coach him up better, we could win the Super Bowl. But I remember Jane Slater, who's also on Colin Coward's podcast network, Boys and Girls, that she had interviewed Mike McCarthy a couple days after he was hired and asked him if he had reached out to Dak Prescott, and he said no. And I remember kind of going viral on Twitter and thinking, you know, I'm not going to make too much of it. He was busy. But then you start thinking, like, that's pretty weird. Your most important employee, if you're the coach, is your quarterback. Even probably, like, before I'm going to figure out who's going to be my linebacker coach, I'm probably calling my quarterback. Now, let me play a little conspiracy theory. What if he already knew? Like, what if this deal's already done? Tom Brady is notorious for just getting deals done when you don't know, right? That's how his contracts always work. He's never had the dog and pony show like a Matt Ryan or an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson. That's not how Brady's operated. If anything, there had always been rumors there's some like under, uh, under the table type deals. Well, who's an under the table type deal maker? Jerry Jones. 
what if this deal, when Mike McCarthy was hired, it was kind of like a package deal? Now, I don't know the connection between Brady and McCarthy, but I'm just saying, like, what if Tom told him I wanted to come there? And then you start factoring it in. I think Tom Brady should stay in New England. Now, and as I talked about last week, I think he should kind of, and this is, like, why everyone's talking about Tom Brady. On my other podcast, I said this. I think Tom Brady, and this is the power. Now, I get he's older. I think he's the most famous NFL athlete ever. Now, part of it is just the times, the internet, a lot of different variables here. But I think it's safe to say that the most famous NFL player ever, now, granted, he is 43 years old, or will be 43 next season. I think he's 42 right now. He's going to be a free agent, a true free agent, meaning he can go wherever he wants. He can go any team he wants. He can go. Now, obviously, the other team has to want him. Like, he can't go to Philly or, you know, some of these teams that already have young quarterbacks in a contract. But if he wants to go to the Raiders, he's going to the Raiders. He wants to go to the Chargers, he's going to the Chargers. Hell, he, Bruce Arians will get into Phillip Rivers. Everyone acts like he wants Phillip Rivers. If Tom Brady calls Bruce Arians and says, I'm in, he's going to Tampa Bay. If Tom Brady calls Matt Rule and says, I'm in, Tom, Cam Newton's getting cut and he's in. Like, that's the power of Tom Brady. Most famous player ever. Still pretty good. Though, diminished a little bit, he can pick and choose where he wants to go. That's the level of player we're talking about. But he's also, given his level of fame, like, he's going to go to the Raiders, a team that's made the playoffs once in 18 years. He's going to go to the Chargers, a team that has zero buzz in Los Angeles. You go, no, that doesn't make any sense. You go, why don't you stay in New England? And that's where I keep coming back for. But I hadn't really been factoring in, what if Jerry Jones doesn't want to sign Dak? What if he wants to keep him, but at a, just a crazy low rate? Like, he'd be cool with keeping him for, like, four years, $80 million. And he goes, Dak, I'll give you four years, $80 million, and we'll guarantee every penny. But we're not paying you $120 million. And he goes, what if I can get Tom Brady for two years, $50 million, guarantee 40 of it, and draft a guy and build around Tom Brady? If you're Tom Brady, think about this. You go, like I said, Chargers, the brand's bad. The Raiders aren't a good enough team. The Dallas Cowboys are the most famous brand in America. They're bigger than the Yankees. They're bigger than the Lakers. It's the one brand in the sport of football, beside the Patriots, that can match Brady's brand. Imagine if he went to Dallas and just won. What if he won a Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys? Like, I don't think, again, I'm pretty confident Tom Brady's the most famous NFL player ever. Imagine him going to Dallas and winning. I also think, back to Belichick, what Rap Sheet said about you know, the two of them, you guys are both going to get to kind of separate, make a decision. Well, I wouldn't trust Belichick. Belichick's like that girl that you're like, you know, you know, we've all dated, and it goes for guys too. When you date someone and you don't really trust them, and they tell you, you know, they're doing some stuff, you're like, is she really telling me the truth? I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust Belichick as a single guy in this situation, as a quarterback list guy, for two seconds. Because one, he's a born bargain shopper so he's always looking for bargains and he's always thinking outside the box and if anything he's constantly sold on older players I get what Robert Kraft's doing I think his heart's in the right place with him setting this up but after hearing that audio I think they're kind of setting up to go their separate ways just because anytime that you get into we start dating other people you might not come back all it would take to get Jerry Jones to get Tom Brady sitting down with him, assuming Jerry Jones doesn't want Dak back, which, again, every day that goes by is starting to get a little weird, and definitely all it takes for Belichick, maybe I could just sign this bridge quarterback and draft this guy. Maybe I could trade for this guy. We know Belichick thinks like that. And Tom Brady knows he thinks like that. That's why Tom Brady started getting pissed at him, treating him like crap 
the last couple years. He's like, I've won six Super Bowls with you. Treat me like an equal. Belichick doesn't treat guys like equals. You've all read the Wicker Champ stories. He doesn't even say hi to guys when he's walking down the hallway. That's Bill Belichick. So I, I think Robert Kraft tried to do the right thing, ultimately did do the right thing. But I, I'm starting to think with the Dak Prescott situation, smoke fire, if you're Jerry Jones, your mortality, I mean, you're not going to live forever here. Can you imagine in the history of the Dallas Cowboys signing Tom Brady? Is that the biggest move in the history of the franchise besides like Super Bowl victories? I'm just saying player acquisition. I mean, Deion Sanders, does Brady be bigger? Uh, drafting Troy Aikman was really big. There would be some of those moves in like the late 60s, early 70s that I can't speak on too young. But in my lifetime, I don't know if there'd be a bigger move. It would be jaw-dropping if he let Dak Prescott hit free agency and sign Tom Brady. But I also think when you just factor in the brand, it's not as outrageous. Like I, I'm with most people. When Colin was talking about it, I saw people tweeting about it. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. And then you start kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle this stuff doesn't get thrown out randomly. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's just there's some weird stuff going on in this situation. And after hearing the way Robert Kraft set this up, I, I'm starting to believe maybe there's a chance they go their separate ways. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Okay, let's uh, let's dive into Philip Rivers. And it was announced Monday morning that the Chargers and Philip Rivers are mutually departing. Really, that's a nice way of saying the Chargers didn't want him back, right? That, that's a Chargers decision. They weren't going to franchise him. They're going to move on. Now, I'm not saying Philip Rivers wasn't ready to move on, but let's let's call a spade a spade. The Chargers are over it. And it's just when you respect a guy at Rivers' level, you, you, you fake it, right? Uh, I'll say this, my own personal view of Phillip Rivers, I respect the hell out of people that go, that give everything they have to whatever they do. I watched a documentary, I think at the end of last week, on Taylor Swift. I, I've always, re- you know, I don't, her music's whatever. But she clearly is pretty crazy in terms of how hard she works how much she dedicates to her concerts. It, it's it's mind-blowing how big of a grinder she is. I mean, it's really, really impressive. And ton of people. I mean, just there's countless, there's hundreds of thousands of people that all over America, the world, that dedicate themselves to their craft. And the more talented you are at said craft, like if you're Taylor Swift, you know, you become really famous and dominate whatever your given, you know, profession is. When you're a quarterback... There is just a level of talent that you have to uh, hold, right, just to make it to the NFL. That that in itself, there are only, what, 64 quarterbacks in the NFL? Maybe a little more when you factor in. Some teams have third-string guys, and there's a couple, uh, you know, practice squad guys. But for the most part, there's, you know, 32 starting quarterbacks, right? And how many of them are really good? On a given year, probably no more than 13, 14 Maybe some years, like 15, but let's even call it what it is. Most given years, like 7, 8 are really good and on a different level. And for the majority of his career, now he he had a weird career because he'd have like a three or four year stretch and then he'd take step backs and then he won the comeback player of the year and then his latter half of in his mid to late 30s was really good. I think we all respect his passion. And at first, when he was young, remember some of the stuff with Cutler? It it was weird. We didn't quite know him that well. And as years went on and we got to know him, even if you're a Raider, Bronco, or Chiefs fan, I I think you have to respect how much he gave a shit. And he he really, truly cared. And he physically is not the most gifted guy, right? He's big. I mean, I've walked by him. He's massive. He's 6'5". He's huge, probably 6'5", 240. But he's slow. He can't move at all. And his arm strength is probably slightly below average. But when he was really on, he was so accurate. He was so smart. Truly a coach's son. I mean, in real life, he was. And he just loved football. And I think as time went on, the nation kind of like, you know what? Whatever you think about him as a player, some I think some people, and it's fair, thought he was a little overrated. I, I thought he was probably properly rated when he was viewed as like a top five or six player you know, as a position for a long period of time. Uh, you know, Hall of Fame. We'll, we'll see how these last couple years play out. I, I think he's the Hall of 
when he was on, I go to war with that guy any day of the week. I love watching him play. And I, again, I, I get back to, I, I just loved how much he cared. In, in a day and age when, when so many pro athletes talk about their brand and a business, all he talked about was just wanting to play. You know, even at 38 years old this year, you see a passion of a guy that looks like he's 12, 13, who still truly enjoys playing the sport. And as money has gotten so outrageous, I think we've lost that sometimes in sports. And, you know, especially in my seat, you become so cynical. And, and I try not to. It's why I still like, why, why I enjoy Phillip Rivers. Because I, I know he cares as much as I care. I've dedicated my life to talking about it. I hope the guys that are playing it like, you know, playing it that much. And they just don't. Now, guys like Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, there's a select few that do. And, and I, and obviously in other positions. But quarterbacks are the positions we talk about the most. And I'm glad Philip Rivers, regardless where this goes from here, kind of came through our life. You know, the NFL and pro sports in general is a television show. That's what it is. And he truly has been one of the special characters in that show for the last decade. He's played a big role. Now, there's been ups, there's been downs. We forget. Now, here's from a football standpoint, here's the major question. I've been in these free agent meetings. I know, is he done? Is he shot? Does he have anything left? Because I think if you watched him this year, and I watched way too much Charger football this year, it crossed your mind he was shot. Now, if I wanted to counter it, and I was pro Phillip Rivers in our free agent meeting, or if I was a coach and I was arguing with my GM, I'd go, his offensive line was atrocious this year. They lost guys. Their backups were horrendous. He is not a good enough athlete to be able to avoid the rush when they can't block. And when he was protected, he was still pretty good. Now, he had moments where even when he was protected, he turned the ball over live. Through 20 picks. Not Jameis, 30 picks, but 20's a lot. Now, if I was on the pro Phillip Rivers side, I'd go, hey guys, in 2018, one season removed, they went 12-4. and He threw 32 touchdowns, 12 picks, and he had a playoff victory on the road against the Ravens. That was the playoff victory happened in 2019. So basically 13 months ago, Philip Rivers won a playoff game and led a team, remember that that late in the season, I think on Thursday night, beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead through that game winning, I think two-point conversion to Mike Williams. Yeah, I think it was a two-point conversion. They went for two instead of the tie. Like that wasn't that long ago. So I think he's going to be pretty polarizing in the sense of the way people like me and you fans like we talk about him. But I think internally, like the Colts, they're going to come after him. Tampa Bay, I'm sure they're going to come after him. I would imagine Carolina would probably be interested. There are going to be teams interested. Depending on what happens with Tom Brady, what if what, you don't think Belichick, like he ain't going to, Jared Stidham's not better than Phillip Rivers if you just needed a one-year bridge. So I, I think Phillip Rivers is going to have options. The money, maybe a one-year $20 million deal plus some incentives. But again, he's not that far away removed from having a really good season. Now, I, I think we're a little skewed the way we talk about age with quarterbacks because of what Brady's doing and even Breeze. Most guys are like Eli Manning. Once you get to 37, 38, it's over. You're not good enough. It's just, it ends. That's what the majority, like when I was born into being a sports fan, that was normal. You get 35, 36, it just comes to an end. You have a 14, 15-year career. Now, the changing in technology, the changing in, tr- in training, the changing in your eating habits. He hasn't really been an injury plague player, right? One of his 
things he hangs his hat on is how long he's been the starting quarterback and how many straight starts he's made for the Chargers. Plus, when you factor in the rules of not being able to hit the quarterback, plus his size, he's just physically, he's just such a big dude that I, I think you might get lightning in a bottle. And back to what I opened this up as, they didn't mutually depart. The Chargers moved on. And Phillip Rivers is a prideful dude. So if someone moves on from you, I've been fired a couple times, it wakes you up. Now, I don't, I'm not saying Phillip Rivers didn't try as hard last year, but we're all humans. Sometimes you just need a kick in the ass to get refocused. This team stopped believing in me, and I've been kind of their most famous player since LT the last decade, helped them make the playoffs countless times, win a bunch of games, be nationally relevant, uh, probably him or Dan Fouts, best quarterback in the history of the franchise. I, I Again, Dan Fouts, a little before my time. I'd have to do some number research. But I I, I would say that Phillip Rivers, if I was a betting man, I would lean he has one good season left in him. You know, at 38, 39 years old. And whether it's the Colts, whether it's Tampa, you know, a team like that, definitely the Colts make sense, right? Frank coached them with the Chargers. They know each other. I was reading Albert Breer. He says they have a good relationship. They have a really good offensive line. They need to add some playmakers for him, though. They can add some playmakers. He knows the scheme. Could be a really easy transition. He's much better than Jacoby. It's worth the risk. Tampa, I think it's a little tougher, though obviously it seems from reading all the reports, Arians would rather have Rivers than Jameis. You could make the argument, if you could just cut Jameis's picks in half, he is a more explosive thrower of the football. Rivers, at this point, is not an explosive thrower at the football. Not that he ever really was, but pushing the ball downfield, arm strength is not really his thing. The number one thing for Rivers, though, for me, got to play in the right climate. Not a cold-weather quarterback. Not with his arm strength. That's why the Colts in a dome, ton of sense. Tampa in the heat, ton of sense. Those are the two teams, to me, that make the most sense. And and the sleeper would be Gruden. Because Gruden, I've watched his press conferences, he's been with the Raiders, he loves Philip Rivers. Think about Philip Rivers and John Gruden. Kind of the same guy. I, I, I tweeted something out on Monday. Get, get ready. When, when Philip Rivers retires, beside Troy Aikman and Tony Romo, every analyst in the NFL will, will, will be on notice because their networks will hire Philip Rivers over every single one of those guys. He can replace them all. Just go YouTube some of his press conferences. He is a unique personality. You know who he reminds me of a little bit? John Madden, the player version of John Madden. He's like a louder version of Romo. Romo's a little kind of happier. Go Like, this guy's happy, but there's just uh, ah, some screams to Rivers that are just boom. Honestly, he reminds me a lot of John Madden. I think he's the player version of John Madden. I think he will have networks lined up around the block to, you know, make him one of their main guys on their on the NFL coverage. Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, I, I think he can do it all if he so chooses to. Now, he, he's been adamant he's going to coach high school football with his kid who's, I think, a fifth grader. But he still has a couple years to play. And uh, if I was a betting man, I'd say the Colts and Tampa is also a unique situation. Their offensive line's a little sketchier, though it got better as the season went on. And, and like I said, there is the risk that it's just like he's Eli Manning and it's over. And that would be a big blow if you're the Colts or you're Tampa and you get him and, and it's over. That's very possible. We're dealing with humans here. We're dealing with an older player that has shown signs of decline. So th- there's risk there. 
I think if I was in the situation of those teams, I'd probably take the risk because the reward is high. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's, uh, let's dive into the XFL. Anytime you start anything with legitimate financial backing, you have a huge leg up. Now, that doesn't mean whatever you're going to do is going to be successful, but it's a game changer. If I was worth $100 million, 
I could run a media company a lot differently than I do being worth <laughs> the, the pennies that I'm worth right now out of my home office, which has been very lucrative and it's been fun and it's been growing every year, but it's not easy. Like, I don't have someone bankrolling me. Just like, look at Barstool. When Barstool, I, I honestly didn't know much about them. I had friends that, that consumed their stuff. When I found out about them is when the Sharon Group, you know, bought, gave them $50 million or whatever, bought half of it, kind of put them on the map nationally to people that didn't follow them, and they never looked back since. They just got bought again by Penn, who I actually bought a bunch of stock in, just because I th- it's going to work. I mean, I, I don't see how it doesn't with the way gambling's changed. But it's a game changer when you have financial backing. Now, if Barstool didn't have a solid foundation and a brand, I could invest a lot of startups get VC money all the time and fail. So you do have to know what you're doing when you get funded, either from the jump or after you've kind of run a company, right? Well, the XFL has tried this before, basically, what, 20 years ago, and failed. Vince probably didn't really know what he was doing then. Well, 20 years later, he's had a lot of time to think about it. He's made a boatload of more cash. And now he's in a position where I'm a big believer and I talk about all the time. You're better from your past experiences because you know, you you learn more from failure than you do from success. And you've just seen some other leagues, the UFL, the AAF, come and go since you've had your chance. Well, this time around, to me, his number one attribute beside the cash why the XFL has a legitimate chance is because of the distribution channels. The reason three and out has a chance to succeed and has succeeded from the jump was because of a guy named Colin Coward. He has this thing called a distribution channel. And a lot of you guys listen to me through his podcast feed. That is a very, very powerful distribution channel. If I had just started this from scratch, Maybe I could have figured it out, and I I probably would have figured it out, but there would be nowhere near as many people listening. Maybe one day I could have got there. It would have taken me a long time, or unless someone came along and funded me. Well, they're on ABC and Fox and ESPN. Like 3.3 million people watch them, and I'll I'll be honest. I thought the football was kind of boring. I need some stars. I, I'm I'm kind of like the casual fan when it comes to stuff like this. You need to kind of get me going. I, I I'm not coming to the XFL to watch you run power. You know I, I I've seen all these guys play. I, that's why I like college football. Like this doesn't sniff college football. Now, just given the time of year, there's nothing else to watch. But I'm not like I, when I went to Pebble Beach on Saturday, I didn't care about watching the XFL. And the only reason I watched the XFL a little bit on Sunday, one, because a lot of people were tweeting at me and I, I talk about football for a living, but two, I could have easily talked about it without watching it. But mainly because the golf, the Pebble Beach tournament when I got home was a blowout, so I flipped it on. And there was literally nothing else on. But I do know this, because I follow ratings and I talk about this stuff for a living, the NBA does not get 3.3 million people to watch any of their games during the regular season. The only game they got close was a Christmas Day game. That's the equivalent to like the NFL's Thanksgiving Day game. And that's not good. So the XFL got a lot of people to watch. It worked. My issue more is like the best player, my takeaway, after just looking at the rosters, watching a bunch of highlights. I I watched a decent amount on Sunday. I just had the game in the background. Uh, Marquette King 
the punter, former Raider and Bronco punter, is the best player in the league. Now, he's a legitimate NFL player. The reason he wasn't in the NFL is because he became kind of a headache, and you can't be a headache if you're a kicker or a punter. But he is, I, I don't even know if there's a close second in the league that's on his level. Like, the other guy that I saw that was like, whoa, this guy's pretty good relative to the rest of the competition, Cardale Jones, shotgun, who could barely hang on to an NFL career. So the talent in the league is a lot of fringe guys. Now, those guys are going to get opportunities to be on practice squads, maybe when guys get hurt throughout the year. So it's going to be a good experience for them. But to consistently hold on to people's viewership, I'm going to need some stardom. Because we like football, but a part of the reason we like football, one, on Saturdays, because the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12 are enormous brands. It's easy to watch Oklahoma or LSU or Georgia or Ohio State or Michigan or I was going to say USC football. That's not true. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we, th- these guys become stars in our life. Like, we've been watching Trevor Lawrence going into next year for two years. Justin Fields, we've been hearing about him for a while. Justin Herbert, a lot of hype. Tua, we know about these guys. The XFL is not going to have that. And then the NFL, it, there's two things. Obviously, gambling has become a huge issue. When I see the lines on these games, and I love to gamble, how would I know who to gamble on? How would I have any clue? Like, the Vipers playing the uh, the... the whatever, I, I don't know. So that that's going to be a challenge. I'm not trying to diminish because it, it's very impressive where they started. I'm driving home on Sunday, listening to one of the games. They're simulcasting on Fox Sports Radio, and it's Kevin Burkhart. So from Kevin Burkhart to Steve Levy to McElroy to Pat McAfee, like they got stars calling the games. And I, I just don't know, like Pep Hamilton, he's just kind of a, he's a meh coach. He couldn't be any more boring. I, I want more how mummies throw the ball, spread it out. You need to throw. I'm not coming to your league to run it or to watch you run it, to run power and sweeps. Throw bombs, spread it out, and throw the football. And when your best player is a punter, and I, they're, I'm not blaming them for that. Like they're, they're paying 50 grand a player. They get, I think Landry Jones, who again is not a very good player, they gave $200,000 signing bonus to. So that's just, it's going to be a challenge. Like their next step is going to be you get Antonio Brown or Des Bryant in the league. John Middlecoff ain't missing a snap of that game. Yeah, I just went third person, but I was trying to be funny. You get Antonio Brown, and I honestly, if I'm Antonio Brown, I I think about playing in this league at least for a couple games because right now you're out of sight, out of mind for all the coaches and the owners, and they just think you're a full-on slap. The quickest way for you to get forgotten about being a slap, even though if you haven't changed being a slap, go viral, make some plays. Score three touchdowns in a game. And because at the end of the day, we know teams don't morally care about anything. That's the media. The fans don't either, because if you win, people show up. If Antonio Brown played in one of these games and back-to-back weeks had like four combined touchdowns and had a play where he made all 10 guys miss, you get some eyeballs, consistent eyeballs. People, I'd build my day around watching Antonio Brown. But I'm not building my day around Marquette King. And I talk about football for a living because... You'd rather listen to me talk about Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers where they're going to go. Like, the XFL's cool week one, and I think they're going to be in good spots and just in terms of they're going to be on the major channels, so their number's going to be high. The NBA's in the tank, in the absolute tank, so they might be doing bigger numbers in the NBA. That's not saying much right now. I just, they're going to have to take some strides. Maybe they get some crossover with the league. Like, for example, Nick Mullins, the backup for the 49ers, they give him to one of the teams. Uh, Sudfeld, the backup for the Eagles. These are just the first couple backups. Uh, Brett Hundley, you know, just random backup, young backups that are in. Josh Rosen. You get some of those guys in the league. Now we're talking. And again, I, I understand you can't you can't run before you walk, so it's going to take some time. They got off to a great start. 
But to just make this thing interesting, your best player in your league can't be the punter. But I, Vince McMahon's a great American businessman. He's a billionaire. So money won't be the issue like the AAF. Their distribution channels are top-notch. They, they can't get any better. You're on ABC and Fox. That's as good as it gets. So they, get, they got the hard parts out of the way. Now, you could argue the hardest part is just get the star players. It's, that's going to be difficult. But I, I will say it was a solid start, and a lot of people tweeting, clearly tweeting about the league, but tweeting me about it. So uh, I, I think they have a lot of room for growth and uh, in a pretty good place, unlike you know the last several leagues that flamed out very, very quickly. Okay, let's dive into the purge. And that's just my name for it because every once in a while if I'm flipping channels and I see on HBO or Showtime or one of those channels and it's The Purge. And The Purge, that, that movie is like, you know, the one night a year when you're just allowed to kill everyone. It's a, this is a little different. But it, you see it a lot in baseball. The reason the Red Sox got rid of Mookie Betts was, one, they didn't think they could re-sign him after this season. And two, financially they don't have any flexibility. They're stuck on all these terrible contracts. One of the reasons the Dodgers didn't have to give up that much for Mookie Betts was because they took a, basically a $50 million tax. David Price isn't good anymore. And he's owed like $95 million. And Dodgers are like, yeah, we'll pay half of it. So we only have to give you one sweet player. It's like, whatever. We'll pay the, basically the equivalent of a tax to get this player. The Giants, who are going to be, the San Francisco Giants, maybe one of the worst teams in baseball, have no flexibility because their entire starting lineup is overpaid. They are terrible. But they're all making a ton of money. And unlike football, the San Francisco Giants, if they want to cut Brandon Crawford or Brandon Belt or Buster Posey, I mean, all these guys are just kind of over the hill. They can't. They'd have to buy them out and literally pay every penny for them to go away. And the NBA is definitely the same thing. It's a smaller amount of players that make a lot of money and you're just stuck to their contracts. You could buy them out, but there is no incentive for the player or the agent to ever really take less, especially if there's multiple years on the deal. If you owe me $25 million over two years, it doesn't behoove me to take like, oh, I'll give you, you just pay me 12 and let me go be a free agent. No, I'm getting every penny. Because eventually if you're going to buy me out, you will buy me out. And I'm going to get about 99% of that money. Where in football, on a given year, on a 53-man roster, there are probably truly five or six players who are safe. Obviously the big money quarterbacks, then your three or four core players. Everyone else could be cut at a moment's notice. So when you look around, like that's it's what makes football free agency every year so cool. Like you, you hear this year in the NBA, this is an awful NBA free agency crop. Next year's the big year. Guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo will hit free agency. In the NFL, every year new guys hit free agency. Why? Because we have this thing called cap casualties. Well, if your team doesn't have any cap room, you could make $30 million by cutting three players in the blink of an eye. And Albert Breer and his MMQB today wrote about it. The amount of names from Xavier Rhodes to Jimmy Graham to Cameron Brait to just guys all over, Sammy Watkins, that if you want, if the Chiefs want to gain $15 million in cap space, all they got to do is say, Sammy, see ya. We don't owe you any more money. If the Minnesota Vikings want to gain but almost $13 million in cap space. All they say is Xavier Rhodes, who wasn't good next year or last year, probably will be cut. Adios. That's the way it works. And honestly, it's a big reason all those guys are going to get jobs. Like Xavier Rhodes won't make 
$13 million next year, but he'll get a chance to resurrect his career. Cameron Brait, who is a good player, you just can't pay everybody. You already That's why you drafted O.J. Howard. It's why you got Mike Evans. why you got Chris Godwin. You got, might have to either pay Jameis or bring in Phillip Rivers. Like, you, you cut guys. And that constantly creates space. I think that's a big reason for the health of the NFL. One, it siphons a lot of players. Like, for example, uh, Sammy Watkins. If the Chiefs aren't able to figure something out, where I would imagine they want to get his number closer to like 5 or $6 million, but if you're Sammy Watkins, my advice, and listen, I'm pro-Chiefs. I want Andy and Veach to keep him. I like watching him with him. But the right business move would be for Sammy, either pay me all my money or cut me. Because if I get cut, there are a ton of teams, the Eagles, the Colts, the Raiders, that need wide receiver help. And like Sammy, who got overpaid the first time with Kansas City, he would get overpaid again. So it's it behooves a lot. Of, like Xavier Rhodes. Like, yeah, he's had a bad year. I think there would be teams, a lot of teams run that Seattle-style defense. Maybe they take like an incentive-laced deal on a guy like that. He could have a bounce-back season. Jimmy Graham's probably dead. Olivier Vernon. Like, he's going to get cut. And he's going to get an opportunity a lot of different places. Now, he won't make what he's been making, but he's going to get a job immediately. So you get all this turnover with players on top of the Bradys and the Rivers and the guys that actually hit free agency. We'll see if Amari does. And the purge, the cap cuts, make the league like this extra little group of players that in basketball and baseball, you're either a free agent or you're not. In baseball, when they DFA a guy, the majority of the time, unless you're a complete baseball nerd, you don't know who the guys are. Because they're usually random players. Elite players rarely get DFA'd, and it's usually at the end of their contract. Football, it happens all the time. Like, when you sign a five- or six-year deal when you finally hit free agency, so you're drafted in the second round. You play three really good years, your team extends you. So that fourth year, your fifth year, by your sixth or seventh year, usually that guaranteed money is gone, and if you're playing bad, or i got to pay other players, or just my situation changes, I can just relieve you of your duties cut you, and open up a lot of cap space. And it's it just, for that's why the free agency lists, we always look at them getting into this year, you know, obviously Brady, Amari, Jadavion Clowney, Eric Armstead. As we know every year, like a couple of those guys will be franchised, a couple of them will resign. Usually the top free agents don't, now this year kind of feels a little different, like maybe Eric Armstead, they let him hit free agency. Maybe Jadavion Clowney walks, I don't know. Maybe Tom Brady does leave goes to the Cowboys or the Cowboys. But usually some of the best free agents are guys in like their late 20s that are cut. How did the Niners get Richard Sherman? He was hurt. He got cut. Think about that. Like that's how they acquired him, right? That's that's how the guy hit free agency. He was cut. So you get a lot of guys. Xavier Rose a couple years ago was like an all-pro level player. Sammy Watkins is unique because he's the guy that keeps hitting free agency He's not like a star player. He's never going to be your number one wide receiver, but on a really good team, he could be your fringe number two. If you got a really good tight end, your third option, you're in pretty good shape. Well, if there's so much free agency money, there aren't that many players to sign, especially because all the top free agents go back. Guys like Sammy Watkins and Cameron Brait, they get overpaid. And maybe you could take a one-year flyer on Olivier Vernon. That's, that's how those guys kind of get acquired. So the cap casualties... We really start feeling it around February, or excuse me, around the Combine, which is at the end of February, because teams, they go to these players' agents, and they say, listen, your cap hit right now is $15 million. I'm just going to use it even, you know, it's not a, it's an odd number, but just a flat number. $15 million. 
we think you're worth six. We'll incentivize it so if you play at the level that we thought you were a couple years ago, you can get to 11. But we want the cap number to be six instead of 15. Now, if the guy really likes it and he's comfortable and he feels good, maybe he'll stay. But a lot of guys, they say no. Because they know if they hit free agency, even if they are a 6 or $7 million player at that point, the, the great part about free agency is there's going to be multiple teams coming after you. Because every year, especially these last three or four years, with the cap getting so high, so many teams have a lot of cash. And all it takes is two teams to be bidding for your services. Think about Jarek McKinnon a couple years ago. The Niners are going to cut him, and they're still going to owe him some dead cap money. Like, he's not going to be a zero on their cap, even though he's never played a snap for him. Simply because at the time when they signed him, the Jets and Tampa Bay really wanted him. And then and Kyle was, like, mandatory. They had to have him. And then he got unlucky, tore his ACL, and he's never played a snap. So you, you want to hit. If I'm any of these guys, they ask you to take pay cuts, and you have a decent film out there, say, no siree. Let me hit free agency. Get that, get that, uh, get that market and the, the supply and demand and let the demand rise because teams are going to come after you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's bang out a couple Middlecoff mailbag questions and uh, get you on your guys' merry way. Love your show, my man. Appreciate it. What is going to happen with Jameis Winston, and what do you personally think of his future? That's a hell of a question. It, it really is. It, it honestly might be the toughest question. Like, to me, Phillip Rivers, it's not that tough a question. It, it's worth the risk. Jameis is just a great unknown. 30 interceptions. I think seven pick sixes. I, I get he's explosive and he had some games where he threw four and five touchdowns, but that is insanity. Like, the, 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 we're not talking either about a rookie or second-year player. That was his fifth year in the NFL. And think of who he was playing with. An elite offensive coach and elite playmakers outside. I mean, if Chris Godwin is your number two wide receiver, I didn't know that much about him coming into the season. But just being a daily fantasy guy, I, I, you'd know fast quick. You're like, geez. You go, wow. These two guys, the size and the speed that they have, to go along with their tight ends and just Arians, the mind, I would lean to say James has kind of shown you who he is. A terrible decision maker. Off the field, I, I, I said over and over. Now, I enjoyed watching him just because it was such a roller coaster ride. But to me, the moment the Uber incident happens, I, I, I can't take you seriously. You, you get into an incident with an Uber driver when you're a famous guy, How's that? How does that happen? And then your decision making on the field is just horrendous. Thirty picks, thirty interceptions. The amount of pick sixes that he threw was in, was just, I mean, it's unprecedented. So I would lean. He's just kind of is what he is. He's like a poor man's version of Cutler. Now, if I'm doing a pie chart, I would go seventy percent. He's just going to be a roller coaster ride. What he is. Maybe there's a 20% chance he gets he gets a lot better. Like, he cuts the turnovers out. Maybe something clicks. But what clicked this year? I mean, he was horrendous turning the ball over. And then a 10% chance he just keeps getting worse. Like, he's just an all-time interception thrower. Which, honestly, if, you to- if that was your stance, I-, I wouldn't argue against you. So, I'd lean. He just, he is what he is. Th- this is... Maybe not 30 picks again, but he's a huge turnover machine. He has been his whole life. Remember, he was like that in, in uh, at Florida State. And we tried to make, and I made excuses for him. I liked him coming out. I still think he's a really talented player. If he was doing what he was doing with half the interceptions, I'd like him. But you, you throw that many picks, I, I can't trust you. And in the margins in the NFL, the difference between a 7-win team and an 11-win team, 
for like 10 plays. And if five of those plays are interceptions, the number one thing that screws you in the NFL is turnovers and the turnover margin. Well, how can you compete when your quarterback's throwing that many picks? Yo, yo, yo. Denver fan here. I'm not bummed out about the firing of Scandalello. I don't know how to say the guy's name. It's a hard name to say. Scandarello. It's an Italian name. But feel like the production of Pat Shermer as an OC is kind of hard to gauge. It seems like the only time he has ever called plays was with Minnesota for one year. Thoughts? Yeah, if we're basing it on his one year in Minnesota, it was unreal. Like the year that they made it to the NFC Championship game and he made Case Keenum look like Montana light. So if you get that Pat Shermer, you're in good shape. The, the Pat Shermer I saw the last couple of years was a laughing stock, was a joke, was a guy completely over his head. Now, some guys are meant to be OCs. Now, I don't think you're getting like Kyle Shanahan or, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some other dynamic offensive coordinator that's not a head coach. I mean, Kyle is a head coach, but before that, like Kyle was a really good offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, Greg Roman is pretty dynamic, right? Arians and Leftwich know what they're doing. I know Arians, head coach. I just broke my own rule. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a Pat Shermer guy. I've met him a couple times. He's a nice guy. People that I know that know him, I know he's a Coach Reed guy. They really like him. I, I just don't know if he's quite dynamic enough for me. Uh, now, Vic Fangio, I was reading the reason he fired that guy was Fangio went through him throughout the season and kept telling him to take deep shots. Most offensive coordinators I know, if the head coach is telling them take deep shots, why wouldn't you just take deep shots? And then what I was reading is he didn't want to get Drew Locke killed. I, didn't Drew Locke only start like the last five games? I, I don't quite understand it. So maybe it it can't be a it can't be a downgrade. I, there's going to be some pressure though because the hype right on Drew Locke coming out of those last month of the season are pretty high. I'm high on the guy. He looked good. Now it's going to be the defense should get better under Fangio. They're stand, they haven't made the playoffs now in three straight years. We're not talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars here. We're talking about the Denver Broncos. They are used to going to the playoffs a lot. So it's going to be it's going to have a playoff or bust type feel. Clearly Fangio and Elway like it. And Drew Locke, if he can keep improving, maybe it is an upgrade. Three and out. Talk XFL. Outlook, sustainability, growth, expansion compared to the NFL as an entertainment product. Personal initial thoughts. Solid crowds, inclusion of Vegas, game lines and totals. See, my, my knock on that is, I, what, what does that even mean? Like, I, I don't know who I'm watching. So you can give me the lines. Like, in theory, that's cool. Like, when I say, hey, Michigan's playing Alabama, it's a 10-point line. Like, we can gauge that. Hey, uh, the Jaguars are playing the Colts. It's a four-point line. We understand that. You, the Vipers are playing the, the Brewskies. I, I don't, what does that mean? Talent, meh, I agree. I'm a talent whore. So that's that's what kind of bothered me. It's just not enough talent. Like, I, I like watching Mookie Betts. I like watching Tiger Woods. I like watching LeBron James. I like watching pro sports. And I, I like watching college too, but I'm watching Duke. I'm watching, uh, I'm watching Zion. I'm watching Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. I'm not watching, you know, Boise State if they don't have some star NFL player. I'm just not. And I know, I, I see the ratings, neither are you. Now, this rated because we do love football and there's there's nothing else for us to watch right now. You know, we don't want, we don't consume basketball. Uh, there's no baseball yet. There's just nothing to watch. Uh, the Listen Live booth reviews, audio discussion between the booth and the referee in the field was cool. I would agree the Xbox controller was sweet. I, I agree with most of what you said. I hit on it earlier. 
the, the talent man is going to be, I think you need to get a couple like uh, renegade players, you know, you need to find a way to get Dez or Antonio or just something like that. Alden Smith. You say Alden Smith starting for the, uh, the I think St. Louis should have named their team the Brewskies. I don't even know what their team is. Because, it, it, listen, I'm not crushing any of the team names. It's very, very difficult to find a team name, right? It's hard to find a sweet branding name. There, there's a huge amount of luck into it. But the, the St. Louis Brewskies would have been a sweet name. So, yeah, those are my kind of initial thoughts. There, there, you can't dispute the amount of the funding and the broadcast partners, like I said, are, are high level. Enjoy listening. Do you think Patrick Willis will make the NFL Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, once Bill Cowers are getting in and some of the guys are letting in, I, I think Patrick Willis was a Hall of Fame caliber player. I think he's a five-time All-Pro and a seven-time Pro Bowler. Maybe it's five and six. But you're a five-time first-team All-Pro. You're the best linebacker in the league. Basically, from the moment he stepped on the football field in 2007, when I think he was an All-Pro as a rookie, for the next five or six years, he was the best middle linebacker in the league. Ray Lewis was older. Erlocker was right there. But, I mean, I would take Peak Willis over Peak Erlocker, and Erlocker's in the NFL Hall of Fame. Now, Erlocker played longer at a higher level. Willis's career just ended fast. Now, he didn't just randomly quit. Like, his foot was messed up. He couldn't really walk. And people forget, I watched it, his last year for San Francisco wasn't great. He couldn't move very well. And that's the one thing that Patrick Willis used to hang his hat on. He could move. He could really play in space. He was like a modern-day linebacker, but he was 250. And he was tall. I mean, he was a freak. I'm telling you, as just a as a sucker for sweet players, going out to Harbaugh's practice, like the year I got fired and went into the media, Harbaugh had like an NFC championship team. And I remember going from the Eagles to walking out to the Niners practice and their defense, obviously their front with Willis, or excuse me, Justin Smith, Alden, Ray McDonald, bad guy, sweet player, uh, and and uh, Ahmad Brooks. But then when you watched 52 and what number is Bowman? 53. Those two, those two guys walked out. They looked like, I don't know, SEAL Team 6 of the NFL. Those two guys were killers. They were my favorite NFL linebacking tandem of all time. Bowman's career peak was a lot shorter. Both those two guys in their peak are as good of middle linebackers that have ever played. Just in their, even though their peak was short, at their peak, they were elite. And Willis was probably a little more than elite than Bowman. Though Bowman's like 2012 and 2013, dominant, dominant player. So yeah, I, I hope he makes it. Love those two guys. Appreciate everyone listening. I feel like my voice is kind of going here at the end. I've given you all I got. I left it all. I'm like Rivers. I left it all into the mic, into uh, into the program, so you guys can press play. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the week. And uh, you know, this is February is a cool time for football, just because we're getting a lot of guys cut. We're gonna have a lot of free agent buzz. A lot of a lot of rumors. I love a good rumor. Uh, so get ready, and I'll uh, I'll keep talking into a mic with my opinions. So tell your friends to listen to this podcast. See you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, 
That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.